Bug Jargal by Victor Hugo Chapter 14 One morning Marie came to me. She was radiant, and upon her gentle face was a sweeter expression than even the joys of pure love. It was the knowledge of a good deed. Listen, said she. In three days, August 22nd, we shall be married. We shall soon... I interrupted her. Marie, do not say soon, when there is yet three days. She blushed and smiled. Do not be foolish, Leopold, replied she. An idea has struck me which has made me very happy. You know that yesterday I went to town with my father to buy all sorts of things for our wedding. It is not that I care for jewels and diamonds, which do not make me appear more beautiful to you. I would give all the pearls in the world for a single flower from the bouquet which that odious man with the marigolds destroyed. But no matter. My father wished to buy me everything, and I pretended to want to please him. There was a basquina of Chinese satin embroidered with flowers, which I admired. It was very expensive, but that is singular indeed. My father noticed that the dress had attracted my attention. As we were returning home, I begged him to promise me a boon after the manner of the knights of old. You know how he delights to be compared to them. He vowed on his honor that he would grant me whatever it was. He thought it was the basquina of Chinese satin. But no, it is Piero's life. This will be my nuptial present. I could not refrain from embracing this angel in my arms. My uncle's word was sacred, and whilst Marie ran to him to claim its fulfillment, I hastened to Fort Gallifrey to convey the glad news to Pierrot. "'Brother!' exclaimed I, as I entered. "'Brother, rejoice! Your life is saved! Marie has asked it as a wedding present from her father!' The slave shuddered. "'Marie! Wedding! My life!' How does all this go together? That is very simple, answered I. Marie, whose life you saved, is to be married. To whom? exclaimed the slave, and his look was wandering and terrible. Do you not know? I replied softly. To me. His formidable face became benevolent and resigned. Ah, it is true, he replied. It is to you. And when is the day? On August the 22nd. On August the 22nd? Are you crazy? cried he, with terror and anguish painted on his countenance. He stopped. I looked at him with astonishment. After a short pause, he clasped my hand. Brother, I owe you so much that I must give you a warning. Trust me. Take up your residence in Cap, and get married before the 22nd. In vain I entreated him to explain his mysterious words. Farewell, said he, with solemnity. I have perhaps said too much, but I hate ingratitude even more than perjury. I left him, full of indecisions and uneasiness, which were soon effaced by the thoughts of my happiness. That very day, my uncle withdrew his charge. I returned to the fort to release Pierrot. Thaddeus, knowing him to be free, entered with me into the prison. He was not there. 
Rask, finding himself alone, came up to me wagging his tail. To his neck was fastened a palm leaf. I took it and read these words. Thanks. For the third time you have saved my life. Brother, do not forget your promise. Underneath, in lieu of signature, the words, Yo que soy contrabandista. Thaddeus was even more astonished than I. He was ignorant of the enlargement of the loophole, and firmly believed that the Negro had changed himself into a dog. I allowed him to remain in this belief, contenting myself with making him promise to say nothing of what he had seen. I wished to take Rask away. On leaving the fort, he plunged into a thicket and disappeared.